Welcome to Pomoja, a podcast that explores gender, culture, and social issues affecting Muslims in Uganda and beyond. The Pomoja podcast is created by Rehama Namkose, made possible with support from the Ugandan American Muslims Association, and is produced by 8 Media Pictures. You can find the podcast online at SoundCloud, Stitcher, Castbox, on iTunes, and anywhere you'd like to get your podcast. You can also find us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Pamoja Podcast. You can send us your suggestions for topics at pamojapodcast at gmail.com. Hi, welcome to Pamoja. My name is Rahama and in today's episode we are going to talk about money. Money. <laughs> My name is Eugene. I could not Eugene. wait. <laughs> Eugene, you can't even wait for I me to introduce wait. you no, for the no, episode. No, 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 I've been waiting. Well, I I for today I'm doing something different. Eugene is coming on the mic. He's usually behind the mic and trying to record. But today, since we are talking about money, <laughs> I'm dying to introduce myself. <laughs> okay. My <I'll> na- <laughs> okay, you can go ahead. My name is Eugene Kavma, six letters each. I'm a balanced person. Well, uh, today's episode, uh, we look at money, managing money. Uh, and when we say managing money, we are talking about the money you get. Your money, the one you earn. The one you earn as an adult. As an adult. The money you get after that long day at work or at the end of the month or that allowance for those who don't do monthly jobs. After Yovanje. Yes, the ones who do gigs. I'm told Uganda is huge on the gig economy. It's growing very fast. So what... However, where you make your money, I think today we want to talk about how you can manage your money. Now, there are many assumptions and meanings people attach to money. Some say money is freedom. Others say money is the root of all evil. And there's this other one Mm. that money is love made visible. Others even say money is is power. (laughs) Uh, But... You know, I want us to explore a little bit about all those things, like the different assumptions we have about money and our relationship with money. Mm. Uh, Maybe I'll start by asking uh, an interesting question. If you were in a relationship with money, Eugene, yeah, um, how would you describe that relationship? Abusive. (laughs) (laughs) Why? It's, It's... Like she's never around, yeah. <laughs> she's always gone somewhere, and then when she comes back, it's like for a very short time. It's like a weekend girlfriend, uh, okay. n- not even just weekends. More this like a like, difficult lover, huh? you know that. Yeah, it's very abusive. It's, it's yeah. as if they are not. Yeah. Um, you look. You, usually she's she she lives in these cool places called ATMs, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you go to have a date with her, and she's like, "I'm not available," mm. and yet you've just seen other people coming out with yes, her. Yeah, like, exactly. Why me? Yeah. What have I done? That is, yeah. if you even assure to go to the ATM and expect something, yeah. sometimes you're not even. You know this <laughs> going one. Going to bother. <laughs> this one time, after months of not being paid, someone tells me we've paid you your money, and I go to the ATM. I'd even forgotten my pin 
<laughs> that's how long it had been. Wow. Yeah. So mine is a very abusive relationship. Wow. But we are we are working on it. We are seeing a therapist. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's progress. It's good to know. Um, but what excites you about money? Hmm. Uh, growing up, I think that, and I, I guess that this eventually got uh, figure factored into my own life as an adult. Growing up, uh, when money was around mm. uh, in my dad's house, mm. there was a there was a change of pace of things. Yeah, um, yeah. You there was a sort of relaxedness about, say, for example, what time do you make dinner? Mm. If there's no money, you start dinner at six, so that by nine people have food on their plates. If it's your turn to cook. If there was money, <laughs> um, at seven thirty-eight, there's no one cooking dinner. Dad would go like, um, quite a center, go buy like, uh, go down to the restaurant, get us some chicken, get us you some know? beef. You know, uh, eh? yeah, Today there's and, yeah, money. <clears throat> yeah. Then you know, hey, didn't see him quarrelling at anyone for not <laughs> cooking. You know, there's money. Yeah, and yeah, so it the the pace was different. Even like going to school, mm-hmm. um, during the really um tough times. You'd be waking up at uh, 5 a.m. so that you're on the road by 6 walking to school. Mm. But when there's money, you're like, hey, it's still daylight and dad hasn't come to our room. <laughs> yeah. And you know there's like money for a border border to take you. So there was a change in pace. I think, I think as you were describing that, I can't, uh, you know, I can't help but remember what I said earlier about money. What some people say money is, you know, love made visible. Mm. So in your dad taking you out and buying you the chicken. Oh, no, he was not taking us out. <laughs> oh, he, <wasn't. laughs> he was bringing the food in. <laughs> yeah. But still, like, going the extra mile and doing good things, I oh, think you'd say that. Or allowing yourself to be lazy. I think yes. money gives you permission to be lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what do you hate about money? What do you hate most about money? It's importance. I think... I think I don't like how how much value it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because of its value, it kind of dictates a lot of things, a lot of relationships um, with your child, with your parents. Yeah, just because it's it's like the medium of exchange. If mm-hmm. there's if there's a way I could love someone, and that like is satisfying enough. Like my love heals them mm-hmm. without them needing to go to hospital. Yes, that would be cool. But like, there's not enough love. It's essentially actually it's what they say. Like money is power. For me, I look at money as you know that thing that dictates um, yeah. how you go about life. Essentially, even when you try to not put importance to money, yeah, sometimes you actually have to because you've got to survive. You've got to pay rent. You've got to buy food. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you find it dictating. It, and it doesn't everything. care. That's the annoying thing. It has no feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's why I said it's a very abusive relationship. Well. Um, wow, I have problems. <laughs> Clearly, there's a lot we need to talk about here when we talk about money and Eugene. Uh, but also, um, maybe I should ask this. Um, when you sh- You shared a bit about growing up. And, you know, how you would know there's money at home. Yeah. The way it changes people's moods and certain things have to be done because, you know, you just know. Mm. Not, not, I wouldn't say mood. I, uh, my, my dad, if you did something stupid, whether there was money or not, you'd still <laughs> be beaten. Mm. But, like, I think it's the pace. The pace. Yeah. Mm. 
<laughs> that is an like, interesting one. It's like, I'll see you. I'll cut you. I'll cut you. Yeah. But it will, it will make them happy that yeah. they have money, I guess. Yeah. It brings yeah. a bit of happiness. I and, guess. and also from, from like the like the provisional pers- like side of things, mm. uh, growing up in a society where as a guy, there's uh, <clears throat> that pressure, that expectation to provide. Um, you feel when you have money as a guy that you are, you you're, you're you're somewhat accomplished yeah there's a there's that fulfillment that that you as a man you are a bit more complete now than before you are moving too fast because i wanted to talk about okay. assumptions okay but mm. but before we get there when you were growing up were you do you remember ever being taught how to manage your money like if you got money how do you spend it how do you save more how do you, like those things like anything about money were you do you ever remember anyone giving you some talk about money mm-hmm. um i think dad 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 no <laughs> what he did mm. was buy us piggy banks yeah uh, like those boxes where yeah. you'd slot money <clears throat> He did that cons- like consistently, but there was no like reward system. If your piggy bank fills up, mm-hmm. like there was none of that. Like you broke it whenever you felt like breaking it, okay. and, and all okay. stuff like that. So there were no money lessons. I think, I think the other thing was I don't think we had enough money to think about what to do with it. <laughs> when when the money would come in, you would yeah. know school fees, rent, which is, then yeah, it's well. basically you're yeah. living think from about money. hand to mouth. Yeah. Think you have time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> think about money when there's no money to think about, right? <laughs> but we you know, with assumptions, you know, uh there's there are those things we learn either through mm. other people, observations of how, you know, the environments we live in do certain things mm. uh, but speaking about assumptions um you were sharing about the assumptions people have about you know men yeah by default of being them be them being providers in a culture like ours yeah um how about the money aspects how how was that for you um so I did not know that this was expected of men eh? mm-hmm. and, until that I meet someone and I'm like, oh, okay. you, I'm supposed to buy you dinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, was a, that, that was a bit of a shocker. Mm. Um, and I have had, I, I think that for me, it, mm-hmm. I've experienced that more now as mm-hmm. an adult yeah. than growing up. I don't remember my dad saying men have to provide it, mm-hmm. it is, it is. But I know that as an adult I have found that out mm-hmm. yeah of yeah. course because of religious yeah. beliefs <coughs> cultural beliefs all those things have to play in that yeah uh i don't remember your question um no i, was, I just wanted you to share how you got to know about the assumptions people have about money yeah. especially of males yeah, yeah. Money and your money as a man and Ah, but also the other thing was that um, before, before like I was 22, 23, yeah. <clears throat> I never really had like opportunities with people of the opposite sex because I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> there was a marked change when I was like when a couple of my businesses started to do well mm-hmm. and then like I started to own actual things that people could walk into into their house that's when i was like hey, kumba, i'm hot mm. like i did not <laughs> before then yeah. i was like uh mm, yeah, takes so us th- back to that thing hey, you know money gives you all the choices mm-hmm. options <laughs> yeah. options, gives you options to like yeah. consider certain things yeah 
So that that's when I rec- that's when I recognize that. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the assumptions you've had about money don't <coughs> necessarily to do with men, but just money generally. That if you keep it, you're mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? That, that, yeah, that for but me. But when was you on keep a, it, like, like saving or putting l- it away. So um, we there's a there's a strong cultural aspect about like constantly being. Like when you have, mm-hmm. share as much as you possibly can. Yes, yeah. yeah. But also, like if you're being wise in your sharing, then you're being a mukonogam. Yeah. Yes. So, and I think I knew relatives like that growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would hear people say like nasty things about them. And I, I didn't get why. But like when I grow up now, I see what they have done for their, how well they planned for their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, Kumbe, you need to be, yeah, you need to be, <laughs> you need to be a mkonogam at some point. Yeah. yeah. And mm. so that's another thing I learned. Mm. Yeah. I've heard this thing people say when it comes to savings. And I mostly hear this about young, like from young people. They say, you know what, savings for what? You know, like life is short. Eh? Mm. Live in the moment. Why should I save? You know, why should I even put away money? Why should I invest? You know, I need to be happy. I need to do the good life, go to expensive restaurants, spend it. Because I don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah. (laughs) But I've also had someone remind me that, you know, you might say life is short and you live to be too (coughs) old and you don't have any savings. Anything to do. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I... I can uh, I can very clearly say that uh, if any time I have money in the bank, it's not savings. I'm not I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not <laughs> I'm, I'm not thinking of saving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my route to it has constantly been set a target mm-hmm. um, for let's say I need to buy X number of equipment and no. this is how much it's going to cost. Yeah. How many jobs do I need to do? I do the jobs. The money shows up in the account. It goes out immediately to get that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I am looking at saving as an individual, it's always been in the context of, I think I need to buy a plot of land to farm. Mm. Um, I need to like, I need to <coughs> pay this amount of insurance for yeah. my son's school. Okay. Like for me, that is how I, I, but like I have money, it is in the bank mm. seated. <laughs> Makes many of us Ugandan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that yet. But today we have a profession. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before we get to the professional, have you heard about, you know, some misconceptions or just assumptions people make about money and women? Anything? Ah, that they are good at keeping it. Mm. Hey. <clears throat> so, and I did this for a number of my, like, relationships as well. <laughs> I would, I would, like, get, like, a like, big chunk of money. And then I'm like, hi, babe. Um, I have, like, three million I need you to keep. Then I hand it over to her. Um, and then the next day I ask for it back because mm. I could not like I did not have the self-control to to like leave it with them long enough mm. Mm. or maybe I did not trust I don't know, um, don't know. <laughs> <coughs> that's an interesting one I've had one where people say that you know you, as women you don't need to work so hard you just need to get a man because with money you know the man will give you the money yeah. uh, so you de- there's no bother for you to think about the, even the money you have you're like ah, if it's a future someone will work for it eh? for yeah. me I'm catered for for now I just need to worry about my survival here and there yeah and I think for me the more disturbing thing that I've 
I've had is that is almost sadia zamaka yeah <coughs> the the man's money is for everyone the woman's <laughs> money is my has money. yeah my money. Uh, that that for me has, has been very disturbing in the especially because now it means that um your partner could construct a house bichi 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 all those things meanwhile all your money is going into running the the house mm-hmm. you're not having the opportunity to save to cons- to build Ooh. your own things oh, yeah, yeah, yeah am i attacking people <coughs> <laughs> and then <coughs> and then if you have problems eh, when she leaves the house she moves into the dope apartment um in like a really nice place and she has like this cons- and now you has mm-hmm. been taking care and I've been investing all this money <laughs> you have to start from scratch we have to bring in the expert i'm not sure i have a yeah. comment for you <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about these things but yeah yeah i want i want to hear what in. she says about centers whose money is it anyway <laughs> that, that for me is extremely crucial <laughs> Wow. Welcome back to the second um segment of the episode and yeah, I have we have an expert here that I'm dying to introduce and she'll be answering some of the questions we've come up with for this segment and also just addressing some of the things that Eugenia touched on and we will see how it goes. Um but let me take this opportunity to, to introduce her. Her name is Aisha Ali. She's a certified Bank of Uganda financial literacy trainer and um, a Women for Women awardee and a year ambassador. She is the founder of iProfile Foundation, a social enterprise that focuses on child empowerment programs with an emphasis on leadership, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. So, <laughs> one thing that Aisha said <laughs> is that Munange she works with children mostly when it comes to money. <laughs> and I want to actually I want that to be my first question to her like Aisha why 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 not concentrate on us adults who are making the money? Why children? Well, um <laughs> a question I get a lot uh, often times, but um you see adults, huh? First of all, our mindset is tuned <laughs> to different focus areas. You know, there are always those bills that are presented before us and we have so many problems and different energies surrounding yes. us that yes. we may not focus on, you know, getting inculcated with the habit of saving because the bills are so many that you feel there's nothing left to save. So working with kids is something that excites me mm-hmm. and because they're quite intentional about what they set out to do i'm not right. saying adults are not intentional <laughs> <laughs> it's just that the kids are more intentional wow wow okay okay the kids are more intentional i'll have to think a little bit more about that for myself because <laughs> clearly i need to <laughs> <laughs> I need to be more intentional. Yeah, but um thank you for, you know, accepting to come on the show and yeah. talk to us about managing our money, our finances and hopefully even invest and create wealth. Yeah. Uh and so my first question to you is, you know, when you when we say managing money or our finances, what comes to your mind? Uh, what is what includes that? Yeah. So, it's quite a very vast topic. Mhm. 
And life is a long chain of choices. Yeah. yeah, from the mundane to the monumental. And the shape of these choices actually define us. What am I trying to put across? Oftentimes, what is it that we're seeking in life? Yeah. And given the vast array of choices that are presented to us, we have quite a number of options. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we forget that our needs are actually very simple. We forget that our needs are simple and we equate happiness to buying more expensive cars, luxurious mm-hmm. houses, that we forget to trade time for money. Mm-hmm. In this case, society, our friends, our family, in a way, directly or indirectly, contribute to the culture of getting and spending. Where once tend to feel like needs. Why? Because your neighbor has it, because your child wants it, and because your mother asks, why don't you have it? Mm-hmm. So there's that <laughs> feeling of once <laughs> becoming needs. Yes. Now, when it comes to managing money, it's not rocket science. Okay. It comes down so. to getting to know your financial self first, mm-hmm. be it from your sources of income, to, you know, how do you spend? Are you cautious when you spend? And the simple things like tracking your expenditures, writing down those budgets. Mm -hmm. Now, if I dig a little deep into, you know, there's that (laughs) idea of a budget being, you know, nerve-wracking and, you know, you feel like if you budget, you're being, you know, shrewd with money. But the reality is if you allow those ideas of, you know, budgets being something that is so scary, mm-hmm. you align yourself to victimhood rather than, you know, the responsibility and realism guiding you. And often at times, um, the, the incomes are getting low. Why? Because some of us are having so many children, we have so many responsibilities in our family. Mm-hmm. And savings is, is something that is non-existent yeah. in some families. But the home expenditures <laughs> are like always present. Hmm. There are emergencies, there are those impulses, there's an auntie who is sick, why, they are ever-present. Why do you think we we have an unexistent culture of serving in the first place? <laughs> why? Um, <laughs> why well. don't we even think about putting away the money? <laughs> that is a question an individual can answer. Mm. Yeah. In, everybody needs to reflect on why. It's a choice they mm. make. And much as we put we love to blame mm. all the economy all the money is not enough all these things are not enough and it is self-pity mm. so there is no perfect timing for you to actually start setting aside money huh, huh, huh. okay yeah. okay since we are going to do the first the, the, the individual <laughs> reflections about the money and why we are not saving for those of us who are not which is like the majority of ugandans i think about Three to five percent of Ugandans save. <laughs> yeah, that is the statistic. Yeah, actually, according to uh, the financial <laughs> the inclusion yes, strategy, yes, sixteen percent of the Ugandan population have saving bank accounts. Hmm. I'm not sure if they're active. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I wanted to ask, like, yeah. okay, before we even think about saving, why is it important in the? Why should I even save in the first place? Huh? Like, I'm trying to survive. I don't have enough money to get by and you're telling me to put away money for what when I'm not assured of tomorrow? Okay, um, very interesting question. You see, before I even answer that, 
many of us are living on debt. Yeah. And it's not, it's actually very, to an extent, it even starts affecting our health. Mm-hmm. Now, why is it important for you to put aside money? I think we're getting some things wrong here. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between income mm-hmm. and wealth. Okay. There's a difference between a saving portfolio, an asset portfolio, and just living once. So many a times we have dreams. Yeah, you're like, man, you see a Mercedes crossing over and you're like, I want to be like that when I grow up. And you're 40. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, facts. Yes. And okay. I think we also have these assumptions of things are going to come up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> miraculously. Either you're going to win a lottery or you're going to be the heir of a family. It's important we dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very important. But those dreams are not going to act as deposits. Yeah. And I think we, we often at times get scared that um, maybe if you start putting aside money, um, you won't eat hmm. or you're not going to look good. It's just a choice that you have to make hmm. to prioritize. Yeah. In terms of, um, I don't know why, just drawing back to a personal story. Oh, in 2015, like I don't believe I was like this, but I'm glad I'm better. So in 2015, I used to be such an impulsive buyer. Oh my goodness. Like you would think each time I have money and if, my, if money was able to talk, mine would be like spend it to the last point. So each time I walked into a fragrance, you know, perfume shop, and I would have like over five or six, some which are not yet opened. Mm-hmm. But because I've loved the scent, I will buy. And because I've seen a nice bag, I will buy. And by the time I go back home, I do not have any money left. I'll have to pay the border guy when I reach home. And yet I had over 400000 in my bag. So when I started on my certification as a financial literacy trainer, it kind of awakened me mm-hmm. or, you know, got me out from my comfort zone. And I mean, if, if I was able to equate the money I, I wasted, by now I would have had, I don't know, real estate or, you know, I wouldn't even have to worry about how I'm supposed to pay my next flight. So coming to that, it's the realization of, even as Benjamin Franklin puts it, a small leak sinks a great ship. So before, when you have money within your reach, you don't care. You're like, oh, let me live once. You keep, you know, spending. (laughs) But when you start (laughs) tracking these expenditures, Mm -hmm. trust me, your mind will be blown away. Mm. And just on airtime, I just tracked airtime and I spent 450 in a month. Okay, can you just briefly, like, maybe define for us? You said something there. Income is different from... You're saving something, portfolio. portfolio yeah. And then what are those like different breakdowns of what each means? So <laughs> most of the times income is money you spend, right? Like some of us don't have budgets. Many people maybe don't have budgets. But on, on your budget priority, like you don't see people paying themselves. They're just earning money and spending, 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 spending. And if you were to pose a question of what's your net worth, you'll find that our phones are more expensive than ourselves. So with increasing your saving portfolio, if you want to invest, Mm. for lack of a better word, you're not going to use your teeth to invest. You need capital. Mm. And where are you going to get this capital? 
Are you going to get it from a bank? You don't have collateral. Are you going to go to your uncles and aunties? Everybody has enough on their table. So essentially what you're saying, when I develop a, a budget, yes. Yeah, I have to have um, you know, a column yes. that has, you know, income for yes. like using day-to-day things. I have to have money for saving. Yes. I have to have, you know, money for my salary like me. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And I don't know if 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 you've had a situation. Have you slaughtered a chicken before? <laughs> I feel <laughs> slaughtering chicken. So maybe you've seen one being slaughtered mm. and the moment you let it go, yeah, when you've just slaughtered it, it's mm. going to rotate in circles, right? Mm. Which puts me in uh bringing out that many of us are sort of running in that you know circle <laughs> why because we don't know what we want the big question is what is it we are seeking in life and equating that to where we want our financial selves to be mm. do you want to always be in that state of worry on how you're going to pay the next debt or not even pay it at all mm. or where are you going to you know some of us don't even go for vacations mm. why because we say we do not have the money and yet your health is priority your peace of mind is priority and it's possible huh. so often at times you know we need to get back to the drawing board and have specific measurable attainable realistic and time bound goals i had a goal to buy <laughs> something <laughs> at the beginning yeah. of last year every time i look at my passion planner mm-hmm. my goals you know my goal setting book mm. i look at it and i laugh because even this year <laughs> I'm not even close. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to advise me, I want to start saving. I want to start to work towards that financial goal. Like where should I start from? It's going to start with first your pre-commitment. Mm-hmm. And it's going to start with your mind. Is it something you're ready for? Or is it something you just want to do because it's part of the yearly goals? Yeah, mm-hmm. to fit into, you know, the new year, new goals, new mm-hmm. financial stuff. So start off with, you know, being intentional about yeah. it. Have an honest conversation with yourself about your finances. Just take off 15 minutes of your time. Mm. Out of the 24 hours, only 15 minutes. And sit down. And then honor your commitment. It's very important. Mm. It's very, very, very important to honor your commitment. Just like, you know, you want to, for, for instance, um, if you have wedding sets, uh, wedding debts set mm. yeah, for a cousin or anything, and then you guys here after a week, oh no, the day has been pushed. People are going to start assuming things. Oh, what happened? Oh, maybe they're not getting married. But sometimes it could be of underlying factors that we're not aware of. But in this case, when you have the self-pity on yourself and you're going to keep procrastinating, you're going to keep saying, I will do, I will do, I will do. But when will you do? Mm. So the action is very, very important. Mm. Do you take time off to, I mean, how often do you check your WhatsApp? Mm-hmm. all the time all the time but you realize that to be on whatsapp it's at the expense of your finances right yes yeah so if you're not prioritizing mm. to changing your financial situation who do you want to change it huh but you see someone who say i mm-hmm. live with three brothers who i'm paying school fees for I'm trying to just stay above the water. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't. I can't even think about money. Putting away money—it's a luxury. Like I'm trying to just survive and make sure these people who are under my care survive. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you've heard of the burden of the black tax, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you won't, you won't say no. You have a relative who needs A, B, C, D, and you just can't, you know, turn a blind eye. Okay. What would you say to someone like that? So before even we go into that, I'll ask you a question. Assuming you lost all your sources of income, inclusive of your job, if it's one source of income, will you still say yes to the responsibilities? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. But they will know that I don't have a job. job. They will know that you don't have a job. Mm. So, you know, there's a difference between gold and something gold-plated. Okay. Gold is real. Mm. Gold-plated is... Uh, Mm. <laughs> yeah. So even before you set out to give, make sure you have enough. Mm. Make sure you have enough that when the end of the month is knocking for the school fees, you don't have to even worry about it. But here you're juggling. Oh, the three kids, you took on the responsibility because perhaps you want to, you know, get that prestigious name of, oh, she's the most hardworking person in the family. And yet you're crippling down inside with ever-present needs. You have your own, which are expanding. So you're getting a family. Then you have three and you have zero in terms of assets and investments and savings. So you're essentially saying that, you know, it's, it's okay to say no. Eh? It's okay to say no. When you have priorities. When you have priorities. And when but sometimes you, s- you feel bad. Mm. Well, um, <laughs> you're not going to be an angel always. You're mm. not going to be an angel always. And you have to be realistic. Yeah. If you don't have the money, you're not going to keep borrowing it. There's going to be a time when you're also in a situation that you're stuck in. Mm. And you don't have it. Are you going to chop chop yourself? Are you going to sell the car? Are you mm. going to... You don't have a house. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? And then... Which dives, uh, gets me to a very interesting topic. How many contacts do you have in your phone? Mm-hmm. Like 270? 270. Okay, those are the WhatsApp ones. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so many a times we fall into situations. Yeah? And it happened to me mm. quite a number of times. Someone will call you. Oh my God, I'm stuck in the middle of I don't know where. And I need, let's say, 50,000 for fuel. And because you have it on mobile money, because you have it in the wallet, and because you want to help, and you're genuinely helping, but perhaps this person is at a restaurant and wants to pay for maybe the girlfriend or vice versa these days. Yes. Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) So you find that you're going to find yourself in situations of giving out chunks of money that is never going to return. Mm -hmm. For reasons that are sometimes not genuine. Mm. Now put yourself in a situation, get all those contacts and create a scenario where you're the one in trouble Mm. and ask yourself how many will respond. Quite very rare. Quite very, very rare. So Mm. are you willing to remain broke because you want to please people or because you want to prove a a point? (laughs) Okay, uh, before, <laughs> this is getting interesting, <laughs> but before I jump into a totally different yeah. se- segment, mm. I wanted to ask about the beat, the misconception that Eugene talked about, eh? uh, about money and, you know, they tell us we women don't need to work. Eh? 
uh, the guy will give you the money and the providers. But in today's, you know, today's world, uh, mm-hmm. things are changing. Mm-hmm. What would be your view about women and saving? And also the other one will be about men being the sole provider. What's your viewpoint on that? Mm. Well, um, interesting one here. <laughs> I don't want to sound... <laughs> I want to be neutral. I'm just asking for your viewpoint. <clears throat> but reality is a man is not an ATM machine that has, you know, endless cash withdrawing. And I think we women need to learn to be a bit independent. Or not even a bit. I mean independent. I changed that statement. Because you can't keep asking for literally everything. You have a friend's bridal shower to go to. You're like, oh, honey, I need 150000 for what? It's my friend's bridal shower, baby shower. How many friends do you have? How many bridal showers are you going to go for? And then sometimes you need, you know, your own space. Mm-hmm. You need your own freedom. Eh? Someone will get tired of you overbugging. I know it's their responsibility as society puts it, as culture, as religion. But we need to get to the reality. In the economy we are in, my God, bills are increasing. And sometimes even the men need to understand that, okay, for example, the woman doesn't have that access to opportunities Mm -hmm. because some men don't allow their women to work. Mm -hmm. And they start becoming victims of, um, you know, they have to bow down to plead for even 5,000 shillings. Mm -hmm. As little as that. (laughs) So I I, I put it out to the men to, you know, if your wife doesn't have a job and perhaps she doesn't have any source of income, do not make it feel like a burden to her. Mm -hmm. Don't make her feel like she's a burden to you that she has to keep asking for money. I mean, drop that money monthly, you know. Give Give her those surprise checks and and, and (laughs) don't make it feel like she's your, you know. (laughs) But even us, the women, I think we need to grow... From the ancient times, mm-hmm. and it's there is nothing as fulfilling as using your own money. Yeah, it's so peaceful that you don't even have to. Even if you bought a bag at you know a hundred thousand, no one will start questioning why you bought a bag of a hundred thousand mm-hmm. because it is their money. Mm-hmm. But if it's money you've worked for, if it's money you've invested, if it's money that you know you've earned with your sweat, mm-hmm. you can spend it and you can invest it at leisure mm-hmm. without strings being attached. Oh no, because it's my money, you have to invest in this. So, but also that doesn't mean we have to act like we are total strangers. We can come together and increase our family wealth, you know? Yes, yes. So men don't think women don't have, you know, knowledge and business, don't think they cannot manage money, don't think you you don't need to seek advice from your wife in terms of whatever asset you want to buy. And it doesn't hurt if a woman is going to, you know, add forty percent of whatever you're buying. It's not going to, you know, put down your your ego, ego uh. or pride. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is what is happening in the studio. I Eugene like is seated <laughs> right across, and every time we are talking about about men, we turn and look yeah. at Eugene. Anyway, yeah. So really, um, all in all, it's we just need to sit as a family. It doesn't have to, you know, be like, oh, she's the woman. She. She has to sit down and not contribute to anything. Mm-hmm. So what happens if you lose your job and you don't have any money? Who's going to take care of your family? Hmm. Is hmm. it going to become a family crisis where hey, the husband has lost the job, so now we need to... Eh? What is it called? Mm-hmm. It's not a reality. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so um, let me ask this. Um, 
someone forwarded the question. You know, they were curious about Islamic banking and ways of um, making money and creating wealth. Um, how do you ensure that some of those, you know, that is because, you know, you know, Pamoja mm. majorly focuses on targeting the Muslim population. Yeah. And many people would be interested in incorporating different Islamic teachings and practices in the way they handle money mm. and, and the way they they actually save or invest. Yeah. Uh, what would be some of those um, practices you would want to share? Okay. Um I'm not much of an Islamic scholar, but I'm learning. Yes. And I think one of the most outstanding things for me is in Islam, like interest is something that is really forbidden. And most of the time, someone will tell you, oh, I can't invest in something because it has, uh, maybe if they're part of a circle. Yes. And then people borrow money and they have to bring it back. Mm-hmm. with interest. So there, there's that lack of opportunities for the Muslim community to borrow money free of interest but because of you know the lack of other options they find themselves borrowing the money and it becomes hard for them sometimes especially you know on the religious perspective but also in terms of even paying it back Mm -hmm. the the interest rates are very high high. and it's gonna put you in a financial trap and before you know it there's health complications coming along the way But um, uh, just with the recent, you know, introduction of Islamic banking in Uganda, I believe it's going to create a new wave of opportunities. What is Islamic banking, by the way? Is it? It's more like uh, uh, no collateral sharing. So if you have a business idea, Mm -hmm. you forward in a proposal, and it's more like fifty-fifty percent uh, sharing, whether there's loss or uh, profit. Okay. And then in terms of where they can save the money, so. I mean, opportunities are created. I'll just give you an example. Me and I think like 12 sisters, Muslim sisters, came together and were like, okay, what can we do? Because part of, you know, the different um, friends we have, all the circles had interest. And subhanAllah, we, we, it's not that we don't want to be apart, but because of our religious ties, we cannot be a part of interest. So we came together and created something called Amira, women which Mm -hmm. means princess in Mm -hmm. islam and we save money together and are able to you know lend each other money but with no interest yes and also invest together so yeah okay that's interesting yeah and um maybe still about that same point about you know islamic Mm -hmm. principles about money and creating wealth um how is that different from of course, some things are obvious, like, mm, you know, most, you know, need interest and all that. But are there any other differences that um, in the way Muslims are encouraged to handle their money or uh, practice how to make wealth? Mm. So in terms of I think m- most of the highlights rotate around interest, but also, I mean, as Muslims, one of the teachings or different hadiths were in the Quran as a Muslim, you cannot invest in alcohol. Yes. Yeah, you can't invest in alcohol and different, a few other things. Mm. Because, I mean, it. we can dig deep and, you know, read mm-hmm. more about that. Yeah. And it's better that as Muslims, we go back and, you know, learn more about our religion before we make investment choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are people who are not Muslims who would be interested in adapting some of those practices or yeah. ways of, you know, handling wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think 
you know, uh, there are different ways they can adapt to some of those things. Mm, well, teachings, practices. It's, it's it's quite. I think we have so many similarities, especially with zaka and yes, tai. So I mean, it's an obligation, mm-hmm. as you know, from our different faiths. Just interesting. Um, uh, um, interesting. Um, what should I call it? not observation experience yeah. that I had? I don't know if you know Dan Stan Kisule of Why Save. I've heard You've of heard him. Of him. Mm. So he came to speak to us and he asked, "How many of you put aside money for zakah every day?" And all our hands went down. There were over fifteen, twenty women in the room, and all our hands went down. And he's like, every single money that I have per day, 10% of it goes to tithe. Yeah? So, it's a question, it's a reflection, it puts you on tenter hooks. I was like, okay, I don't have to wait for the end of the year. Mm, or during Ramadan, or during Ramadan to or give this out. this is like the time when people are like, yeah, I need yeah, to yeah, like yeah. leave. What? Absolutely. Like those... Peak days. Exactly. So it was something that was very deep and gave us more insight on, you know, even if you have little, try to put a little. little. And that a little is going to multiply. And I mean, um, like you mentioned, even the 500 shillings, we have 365 days in, in a year. It amounts to about, I think, 182. And if you put aside 2,000, it's about 720. So it's not complex. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, not complex. That. It's not complex. It's not complex. When you think about it. It's not complex. So yeah, I we need to prioritize in giving as well. I have I think that as I'm listening to all this, I think it all comes down to discipline and intentionality like you said. Yeah. I think that's why kids are better. <laughs> 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 because honestly, sometimes you have it, you have the money in your hands and mm. then somehow there are many things looking at you. You need to pay your debt. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, buy that thing for the house. You need to, all these different needs and they're all seem urgent. Yeah. Uh, but maybe the money is not enough in the economy. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should ask this question, you know, do you have any ideas of where people could invest money uh, or try to look into or consider for growing their income to multiply and do certain things? Well, um, quite a number of things pop up in my head. Um, the short-term investments, they're intermediate, they're long-term. Mm-hmm. And it still comes down to what are you passionate about, yeah? For example, okay, not everybody's an entrepreneur, yeah. but most of the times what works for your neighbor may not work for you. Mm. Mm? So you see someone has put up a restaurant in the neighborhood and because they're making money, you're like, eh, let me open mm-hmm. a restaurant and you don't know how to manage it. You're leaving people to manage it and your money is just going to go like that. So you need to have that motherly love. Huh? Yeah. You see the way the, the mom takes care of the baby. That's how you need to take care of your wealth mm. or your money or your savings. And there are quite a number of investments. There are treasury bonds, which have no risk. Mm-hmm. But you have to painfully wait for them. I mean, shares are as low as 10,000, mm. 100,000, 50, depending yeah. on what you want. 
So I believe knowledge is power and people don't have to stop learning. Keep seeking out for, you know, different avenues and don't rush mm. just because you want quick money. Yeah. But most importantly, even before you think about investment, how are you doing with your personal, you know, accumulation of wealth? Mm-hmm. You know, when you go and get a loan from the bank, you're not going to put as much care and attention to the business because this is not money you've worked for. But if this is money you have been saving for the last five years, you don't want to lose a coin. Mm. Yeah? So let's learn to vow to have time as an, our ally and not our enemy. Mm. And let's own our commitments. If you want to put aside, I mean, you think 10 million shillings is hard to save. Mm-hmm. It's actually about 27,500 per day. And if you are just to do a small analysis on how much you save versus how much you save, then <sighs> I have no words. So. I mean, the people who say it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, um, save and like put together huge sums of money to invest in certain things. And I've had other people um, share that um, their workplaces have these schemes where you can go mm. get money and <clears throat> pay back you know, um, in phases, like if you can get a loan to go get a car Mm -hmm. or you can get a loan to go get land, you know, um, I think that works for some people. Mm. Have you heard of those? Are they reliable ways to? Yeah, they're quite reliable if you're able to pay with the interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're able to pay with the interest and most of the times I think we spread our wings to thin that you want to own a car, you want to own a house, you want to own land, you mm-hmm. want to own a farm, you want to own a storage building. Focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to lose out on everything because you need to take care of whatever it is you're investing. Even if it's 50000 by the way, or 100000 make sure you follow it up because this is money that you're not going to get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what better time than... To not look at the past mm. and start thinking of what you should start doing right. And the time is now. It's not like if, when the beginning of the year is when you're going to start adjusting. Mm-hmm. There is no fixed time. The best time is now. Like, I mean, we often have conversations within our mind. There are things you wish you would have. But because you have limitations within your mind, you feel it's impossible to get. Yet, if you, I mean... Look at the famous, um, the different stories of, you know, Jack Ma, I mean, one of the large uh, billionaires in China. He had been chased from, I don't know how many job interviews, KFC, where. But sometimes, even before you get the wealth, the idea, you know, grow it, incubate it, and start now planning. But with action, you may not (laughs) achieve anything. Mm -hmm. So... Be cautious about your spending, you know, be intentional about your saving because, I mean, these expenditures are always going to be present. There's no day you're going to walk into a hospital and because you're, you're looking good or because you're a daughter of so-and-so, you're going to get your bill paid. No, You're not going to walk into a <laughs> restaurant. You're not going to walk into, I don't know, which outlet of any shop. 
So everything requires payment. And yeah, so <laughs> we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to, you know, stop the self-pity. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, so final thoughts is, I mean, winners don't do different things. They just do things differently. So it's not rocket science. It's not, you know, being having supernatural powers. Like it's getting down to the basics of things and being consistent mm-hmm. and actually being intentional. I don't know how many times I'll repeat intentional <laughs> and action. Mm-hmm. So action is the way to go. And even, even when you hear this episode of the, <laughs> of the <laughs> podcast, it yeah. won't help if you're not acting Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We You're really welcome. appreciated your knowledge and expertise. Don't forget to share, subscribe on our channels and share the episode with your friends and family. Let them start managing their money better. The Pamoja Podcast is created by Rehama Namkose, made possible with support from the Ugandan American Muslims Association and is produced by 8 Media Pictures. You can find the podcast online at SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, on iTunes, and anywhere you'd like to get your podcast. You can also find us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Pamoja Podcast. You can send us your suggestions for topics, feedback, and any other suggestions you might have at pamojapodcast at gmail.com